Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dean Hodge. And I'm Nathaniel Scott. And this is Comics for You. With Anton Cebu. How long has it been since you graduated? Did you did you graduate in 2015 or a little after? Uh, yeah, like I graduated in 2016. So it's okay. been about just under a year. Nice. Are you enjoying the post-grad life? Um, it's got its ups and downs. I mean, like, um, the, the worst part about it is pretty much not being around, like, regular art friends, you know? Yeah. The, the like, community's a big thing to miss. Yeah, which I kind of miss, like guys like you and Nathaniel. I miss you too, Anton. <laughs> <laughs> Plays oh, Adele, hello from the other side. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> exactly. No, but it, it is it is kind of a big deal though because you have you know like oh what project are you working on? And everyone's always kind of doing something in college, and then like in in this world, unless if you're like in a design thing, like like I'm sure. Uh, for you, Dean, where it's sort of like, oh, here's this project, you can sort of like talk to your coworkers about it. But, and for a lot of other people's cases, like I know mine, it's like cool little things like, oh, you're working on this doodad. That's awesome. And then it's like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, it's great. But, um, you know, and it's also nice to have like a central workspace that you can go to and do your stuff. I found that I'm missing that. Uh, <laughs> just like whenever I was doing homework, I would just go to, uh, to uh well it's not it was it was norris and then yeah. we got Heyman's hall but yeah i miss having having like a central place to go to and then it's kind of fun walking in and uh again people that you know and in classrooms and uh and sort of joining in with them doing work but uh hopefully we can get that changed here so is there anything that do you have anything like that up around where you live anton um not exactly i mostly have uh, just my little desk in my room which is supposed to be sort of an office slash studio desk but i pretty much throw everything on it <laughs> yeah but, but other than that i've been lately going to this uh pretty much drink and draw session at this local art studio and so i've been doing cool. like live model sessions over there okay nice. i'm getting used to like sitting on a horse bench <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome wait so they do live model sessions and you can like drink and draw Yep, pretty much. That is awesome. <laughs> Super cool. Yeah, like, uh, there's, like, a lot of, like, uh, drink and draws, like, pretty much state to state, like you said, like, in Savannah as well. And mm -hmm. most of them are, like, just at, like, bars, but it was, it was really special at this one, like, right here in Nashville with, uh, like, yeah, it's this studio. In fact, it's, like, has some gallery space in there, too. So it's, That's like, cool. going to a SCAD building all over again. That's awesome. Yeah. So now, are you from Nashville originally, or yeah. did you move there later on? No, Nashville is where I'm from. Uh, nice. Are your parents from around there, or was it, uh, or was it just sort of like they moved there and then you yeah. grew up in it? Yeah, it was the meeting ground. Uh, my mom was from New Orleans, and my dad's all the way from Ghana. <laughs> So it's a little wow. surprising how they could meet there. <laughs> yeah. How did that happen? Your dad was from Ghana. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
just like right time and right place, I guess. Yeah, that's really cool. That, yeah, <laughs> most definitely. So, were you uh, were you always interested in uh, in comic books and like and drawing and doing art, or was that more of like a, a gradual process that you got into? Well, I've always been into art, but ironically, it was animation that I was initially interested in when I was a child. And somewhere down the line, when I started reaching like reading, I mean reading, like. Archie's Sonic the Hedgehog comics, that's when I really wanted to get into comics. And then I was introduced to Marvel and DC, and then, then SCAD. <laughs> nice. Good, uh, good chain of events there. <laughs> <laughs> they all link together. For, for you, was it, because uh, I noticed you did a lot of um, Sonic stuff and um, more like cartoon stuff than, than comics. What kind of got you into, like, what was your catalyst? Catalyst. Um there was actually kind of two, and like I've, I've shared the story like a couple of times. Um, the first one was uh, when I was like maybe four, and I was watching Bambi on like those old VHS tapes. And at the end of the movie, like there was the making of Bambi, and so I, I pretty much got a full view of like what the process was like from making a, a movie from like um, the initial like writings to the storyboards to the character designs to the final film. Oh my God, are you serious? That was the exact same thing for me. Are you but serious? it was like, yeah, but it was at the end of Sleeping Beauty, like after the oh credits God. would roll. Oh my they God. They had like the guys working on it. That is so crazy. I, I, I think I know, like, it's like from, right from the video, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God. That's so crazy. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Yeah, like those, like, uh, like, seeing, like, things like deleted scenes, like, seeing, like, um, seeing any, like, artist that work is very inspiring in general. Yeah. And then, like, a, a few years later, I watched, like, the same sort of thing, but with Toy Story, which was yeah. even, it, which is even more inspirational because it's, like, it's a much later medium, and I guess it, it's a little bit more contemporary since yeah. it's, like, it was right in the 90s. That's definitely true. It was, uh, they did a really good uh, Pixar documentary like a couple of years ago. Uh, I think like CNN or, CNN or somebody uh, like random put it out, but it was like, it was the coolest thing to go back and see like their whole process from going from just a little startup, uh, just a little startup computer animation company to one of the, one of the greatest animation houses to come around in the in the later half of the 20th century wow is it like uh is the documentary like on say like netflix or just was it just like a tv like one-off documentary i think it was like a tv one-off but i mean there was also there's also one on netflix i'm pretty sure that you could look up yeah there's like a lot of like documentaries on netflix now i think about it yeah yeah like you got like uh one from, like, Ray Harryhausen. Uh, have either of y'all heard of him? I haven't. No, who is he? Um, he was a, well, I don't, I want to say, like, a fabricator, but he's mainly into, like, early visual effects. You know, he made, like, a stop motion, like... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that documentary. Yeah, um, he's the guy who did, like, uh, the original King Kong and the, uh, the skeletons and Jason and the Argonauts, right? Yeah, that's the guy. 
yeah, yeah. I've seen that. It's really cool, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, other than that, like, it was just me, like, watching, like, pretty cool stuff, seeing pretty action-oriented stories, adventure. Those are the kind of things that made me say, like, hey, I got, like, stories to tell, and maybe I, if I improve art, the, my art skills, like, I can be able to tell them a lot easier. For uh, for a lot of our um, uh, of our guests, we have kind of a of an Eastern vibe, you know, like oh, Dragon Ball Z was my thing, or Sailor Moon, or <laughs> you know, like stuff like that. Did did that ever play a role for you, or was it mostly Western animation? Oh yeah, it was definitely like Dragon. Well, Dragon Ball Z was like, as far as Eastern animation goes, it's like it's mostly. Dragon Ball Z encompasses like about ninety percent of it. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> like, start like off with Bambi, ended with Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, it's like everybody's like, "Oh, I'm like Goku." <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. But yeah, like I was a little bit of a kind of a dabber, like uh, with uh, not not the dance dab, oh, but man. like uh, <laughs> dabbing into like. Uh, superhero genres dabbing into adventure and action elements of things like Dragon Ball Z as well as like a bit of a little bit of like video games like like of course Sonic the Hedgehog Mm -hmm. was there any particular like sort of story whether it was like told through animation or told through comic books or anything like that that uh that really sort of stood out to you when you were younger that made you think oh man this is a this is a really exciting. Uh, this is a really exciting way to, to tell a story. Hmm, that's actually a really good question. Like, I mean, like I feel like I kind of like stories of like, like a lot of them have made like a pretty heavy impression onto me. Like, even to this day, it's like, like I see like, oh, that's a great like idea or like a great element in a story. But uh, if I were to pick like maybe one. I would definitely, like, uh, use, like, one from maybe Dragon Ball Z, mainly because, not necessarily because the story's good, but <laughs> the story's entertaining, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. no, that totally makes sense. Yeah, it's, like, uh, it's, like, pretty, it's, like, uh, you watch the beginning of Dragon Ball, it's, like, you've got this pretty much boy with a monkey tail just riding on a magic cloud and you got and you're at like at the end of it and then you got like this pretty much roided out like a demigod <laughs> level <laughs> level guy yeah yeah that's that, that's pretty much the progression <laughs> yeah and it's like just everything in between and just like it's just like a bit of a ride so uh anton how uh how do you find out about scatter or what was your journey to that Oh, uh, yeah, um, when I first heard about, heard about SCAD was from my uncle, actually, mm-hmm. and it was kind of funny, he, like, it's like he, it's like he was, like, an undercover, like, admissions, direct, <laughs> admissions, like, assistant or something, because, like, this was back when I was a sophomore in high school, and I think this was, like, right after, like, I started looking at colleges to apply to, but he, like, showed me, like, SCAD's most recent catalog at the time, which was, like, the 2009 one. He basically, that's where I first heard of the term sequential art, which would become my major. Like, um, he showed me, like, uh, what kind of classes that go on within it, uh, what kind of jobs 
like I could be looking into. And like um, after that, I was pretty much hooked. And following that, like I would go to a SCAD day and I also sat in like on one student's like class at the time over on the Atlanta campus as opposed to Savannah. And it was really fun. It was 3D design, ironically, a class that I don't, that I don't necessarily hate, but something I don't want to go back to. <laughs> Any, anything with a third th- word 3D in it and me in the same sentence, like, they don't go together. Yeah, I'm a 2D guy, too. I don't blame you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me a pencil. Yeah. And, I, and I'm good. <laughs> but, yeah, after that, I would go into SCAD summer seminar programs the following year and I was officially hooked and I'm like okay I'm just I'm just gonna straight up apply and then I started yeah because you're part of the rising star program I think right no it was just summer seminars oh, okay I, huh, I thought they were like the same kind of thing show so much I uh, actually <laughs> it they kind of are like once summer seminars more is like a summer camp like for about a week uh, rising star is like the students just taking five weeks worth of classes Hmm. but they're pretty much both like in the freshman dorm area so it's like you can't tell like it's like it's like they're all high school students yeah what were uh what were some of the uh the better things that you sort of picked up from uh from school or or from anywhere really hmm kind of hard to, to pinpoint um because I, I, actually, I can think of one, like, just uh, nourishing, nourishing the ability to learn. Um, pretty much, uh, I want to say it was as early as my uh, action analysis class. Uh, uh, the professor told me, like, I'm, you're not going to learn how to be a good artist. You're just going to learn how to learn to be a good artist, <laughs> sort of. I, I, huh. I don't know if that's verbatim what she said, but it was something along those lines. And so... I always, like, uh, well, not necessarily then, but for the past, like, year and a half, I've been trying to extend my learning, like, far beyond the classroom. And that's when, that's when you really begin to grow, your skills begin to grow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I've, that's actually really, really deep. <laughs> I think that needs to be the tagline for this episode is, like, learn to learn to be an artist. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think what's, like, it's kind of funny because when, uh, now that I'm, like, on the other side of the whole, like, teaching equation, um, I have students that'll ask me, like, hey, like, how do you draw this, or what's the best way to do this, and, like, I tell them, but I remember back when, even, like, community college, taking community college art classes and taking, like, stuff from Lyle or, or Lowe or any of the other art um, professors, they didn't really necessarily say, oh, this is how you do it and demonstrate. A lot of the times they would say, like, look at reference, look at reference, look at reference, <laughs> rather than, like, showing you how to do that. I think that's a part of the learning process. So yeah. you're, like, whoever told you that, like, was on the right track. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you brought up the look at reference thing because uh, I also realized... Uh, Actually, like I'm glad you mentioned uh, Lyle and that, because uh, at, at one point you, in fact, you both remember this class of uh, mm-hmm. visual storytelling too. Yeah. <laughs> <This> too. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so I, I was just having trouble with like my own figure drawing, 
And so he asked me, like, uh, what's your artist inspiration? And so I listed, like, uh, two basic ones, the Kira Toriyama, the creator of Dragon Ball, as well, and uh, Jack Kirby, who is pretty much the king of Marvel. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. But, but, and then he, like, looked at my sketchbook, and he said, that's not Jack Kirby. And so I, I didn't really get it at that point, but as I've been, like, just learning and practicing, I've been realizing, wait, I'm looking at Kirby, but I'm not really focusing on, like, what Kirby's doing. I'm not really studying, like, how he goes about, say, drawing Captain America, or I should say Drew. So I uh, started doing master studies and really figuring out, like, what composition these comic artists use and, like, uh, why what makes them so exciting and what makes their characters just pop out of the page. Yeah, most definitely. But yeah, it's, it's interesting because like you have, uh, you, you have people that you consider to be influences, but really, uh, until you start to like really, uh, learn more about what they do. It, like you were saying in terms of storytelling, in terms of composition, until you start to learn more about that, they're really just inspiration. And they become influences once you can take the stuff that they do and use it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, um, even, like, in that same class, it's, like, uh, he, he, while also had this pretty, pretty, actually, I'd say fun, fun assignment where you're just, like, taking your artist inspirations and applying them, not necessarily copying them, but applying them to what you're drawing, you know? Was that the study where you pick an artist and you try to like choose things that they do well that you want to like replicate or mirror? And that's yeah. one of those assignments. Yeah, he did that for us in um, uh, the superhero comics. Class. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a great assignment. I love doing that. Yeah, they're got great because it makes you like really look into what they're doing. Like, oh, I like you know, uh, I, I don't know how you pronounce his name, Blaniel Yu or or however. It's like. Mm -hmm. I was familiar. He did um, Secret Invasion and a bunch of other stuff. Um, but it's like, oh, I want to get like his his expressions down or his energy. Like, how do I, you know, do that? And just like pouring over his work, like, oh, he does this differently, or he adds, you know, a lot more like value over here or stuff like that. It's like it's crazy. It's a really good assignment. Yeah, like I, that's like some of the things like I kind of like like miss about like classes in the sequential department i say that now and then uh, then like the moment i go back to like school <laughs> i'd be like oh what, what, what was i thinking when i said that <laughs> so are you uh, are you doing anything right now career-wise or are you just more uh just sort of taking part-time work at the moment uh well actually pretty much i'm i'm kind of i, I don't want to say i'm chilling because it's not exactly what I'm doing. I'm mostly, like, pretty much uh, my... It's kind of weird to say, but my job right now is just building my portfolio. Since um, about half a year ago, I decided I want to be a storyboard artist. But at the time, my portfolio didn't really uh, really reflect a storyboard artist's work. So I decided I'm going to do at least about at least four like sequences and get them like maybe reviewed by a professional in the field and then like uh 
apply it to any future projects and lather, rinse, repeat, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So are you wanting to do storyboards more for animation or like film, like live action film? Or what's, what's kind of your target? Um, my target right now is animation. Okay. And so uh, it's kind of funny, like at first, like uh, I guess you could say my first wave, I was keeping it very general between live action and uh, say like animation or video games, whatever field that long story artist because like just like most of like uh, sequential art it's also a very broad industry because storyboards are needed for almost anything mm -hmm. if you think about it but now it's like pinpointed towards animation because it pretty much goes back to my initial call to art did uh did you ever have goto for um any classes yep yep i had him for um character design, and then I also had him for advanced storyboarding. Nice. That was one of the things he really pushed, was like, hey, I know you probably want to be an animator or whatnot, but, like, storyboarders are, like, that's what they need a lot of sometimes. Yeah. And I got so much out of that specific class. I don't know, like, to compare it to his character design, like, I felt like his character design was class was a little bit more general, but the advanced storyboarding, it's like, kind of like everything a storyboard artist needs, or at least it needs to start with, because he covers pretty much everything to, that you need to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I also like his little talks where he just like, he just talk about, oh, this, you know, this is what pen I use, or, you know, this is how much <laughs> this little thing costs. You know, like... <laughs> it's like, want to see something cool? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was That's his thing. <laughs> want to see something cool? And then we all just like huddle around his desk as he like shows us stuff. I thought that was like always the funnest part of class. That's how I got a hold of uh, the um, the original cut of Star Wars. <laughs> oh my <Yeah>. gosh! <laughs> That's oh, awesome. like like through the like he just gave you like the thumb drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He just said, "Oh, hey, take a look at this." And uh, yeah, I got uh, I got the first Star Wars film that way. <laughs> so that, he, he's a cool guy. I I wish I would have had him for more than just one class i had him for senior project and he was uh he was very encouraging about uh doing your work but i mean i just wish i would have had him in more of like a uh, a studio related class you know mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's kind of it's kind of fun like uh looking back on all the sequential professors in a nutshell because they they kind of like come from like very different areas of the medium like not well not medium but like the Oh, the, the terms are you've got like um people from mainstream comics you've got people doing indie indie comics you got guys like goto who come from like the world of film and animation um so other than kirby uh who do you think and and dragon ball unless if that still holds true to today who who do you think is your your main driving influence or, or i guess maybe your your main inspiration or motivator like out in the field hmm <laughs> that's a bigger one that's a bigger conundrum because <laughs> uh, like it's like I look at it's like I, I don't really commit to like one form you know yeah. like or at least not until recently but I definitely say Toriyama, Akira Toriyama is, still remains the biggest influence like if, if you like looked at anything like I drew like um 
maybe a couple years, maybe even in high school, it's like you'd see like, like oh yeah, that looks like an arm from Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Very clearly. Yeah, I have yeah. a, I have a couple students that he will draw stuff from like a book, and he it draws like it comes out really really well, and then he'll draw something from some other reference, and it doesn't work out so hot because he's he's like mirroring it too closely, and sort of like hey man, like it's okay to like make something on your own, but sometimes <laughs> it's a little hard. Yeah, I feel like that that's usually the hardest part, part for like any artist. It's like um, they get close like too close to somebody else's vision that they don't or or vision and voice and they don't really find their voice mm -hmm. you know i can't really say soon enough because i feel like everybody finds their voice eventually yeah i think after like uh, i keep going back to my students this will be, this will be the last time I promise but there's and, and we probably said this too also when we were in college where it's sort of like um you know, how do I find my style or how do I develop that? And sort of like, you don't, you just keep drawing and you're going to find something that you like. Like, I like drawing noses this way or I like, you know, doing this little flip of the hair or I like this body type more than that one. And then suddenly, and soon enough, you're going to have like your own kind of thing. Like, oh, that looks like Dean did it because, you know, the lines are really clean or that looks like Anton did it because it's Dragon Ball or I don't know, something. <laughs> Yeah, but that that is so true though. Like, um, it's like um, I feel like um, a lot of the, well, not a lot of professors, but some teachers like want to say like, oh, you don't you don't need style yet. You just need to be able to draw from reference, which isn't completely completely wrong mm -hmm. though. It's like um, it's like you just need to be able to really clearly show something. It's, and which is something that I've need to work on myself is just overall clarity, and then the style will come later. Yeah, exactly. Whenever you try to do your, uh, whenever you try to copy something like from reference, like you said, your style is just going to naturally come through. Like just what, just how you approach it uh, ends up becoming your style. Yeah. Yeah, that makes even more sense. Like that, that explanation makes even more sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there any kind of like uh, any kind of animation work up there in Nashville where you're at, or are you looking sort of other places for that? Well, um, I'm pretty much uh, there. There's not really much here in Nashville. Um, I mean, the most I can look at are is advertising, but. Because my portfolio has become, or it's on the path to becoming more animation, I'm kind of going up to gear it towards, like, pitching it towards the West Coast. So I'm pretty much, like, just looking at jobs, like, in California, like, um, even, at, even, like, as big as, like, Disney and Cartoon Network or as small as, like, maybe a freelance job, which is, of course, like, uh, neither is easy. <laughs> Yeah, but it's good to keep your options open. Yeah. Uh, the people that come to your drink and draw, like, what all sort of fields are they in? Actually, it's kind of funny. Um, some are are professional artists, like me, like, um, but more, but more towards the fine arts. Like, uh, one was a grad, was an alumni from School of Visual Arts up in New York. She did illustration, but she's professionally a, a painter. Um, 
another guy who's a uh, well, actually the guy who runs it. He's a uh, he's an alumni from crap. I can't remember. It's a actually no, yeah, it's Nazi College of Art right here in Nashville, and he was also graduated in painting. In fact, uh, most of the professional artists there are painters, but the others are like either there to like just learn to draw or just have fun. Yeah, like I, I lately I've been trying to like uh, get to where drawing is just fun. It doesn't necessarily have to be work, you know. Just like getting lines, shapes, like just things on the page, you know. Definitely. See, I'm I'm more of a fan of like actually having a schedule to go by with my artwork because oh. otherwise I don't have like like enough discipline in myself to to just make myself sit down and do stuff to fill up a portfolio. Like I would rather have portfolio work of mine come from assignments where I have actual deadlines that I have to meet. And then that way, like people can see what I look like with, uh, with like a little bit of a, a little bit more pressure on, you know? Yeah, I can see that. Especially, like, if, like, depending on the job you want, like, actually any job you want, it's like, you're always going to be looking for deadlines. I mean, you're always going to be working from deadlines. And, like, the sooner you're, like, whatever your employer or editor or director or producer, like, like the sooner you can show them that, like, hey, I know it's like to work with deadlines. And they're like, oh, I can see. Yeah. That's exactly right. So are you um, are you going to like any sort of uh, any sort of conventions or any type of uh, any type of job fairs that any of these animation places do? Well, actually, like um, I have yet to like attend a convention, but I'm definitely putting CTN Expo like like way in I believe November. <laughs> like that's on my list mainly because um, that's that's where a lot of that's mostly geared towards animation from what I've from what I've seen and heard. But other than that I'm gonna be looking at more just just going to conventions as not necessarily like artist alley or anything like that, but just like maybe a fan or just somebody who's trying to see what it's like. And eventually maybe I'll start like bringing my portfolio in hand or and be like Hey, um, give me a quick review, or uh, what do you think I can do better? Yeah, that's a great idea. I would definitely recommend, since you're doing storyboards, like like maybe something on like an iPad where you can sort of play them out like an animatic. I think that would be so neat to do. Yeah, <laughs> it'd, be, it's, it'd be funny. If like, oh, here's all my storyboards, and they're like they go through like 50 pages. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like nonsense. <laughs> nonsense <laughs> <laughs> well this is one compositional scribble and this is another compositional scribble with the same guy turned backwards <laughs> <laughs> yeah i could see that being a little bit tedious but i mean if that is definitely what you want to do like like make give it some flair go all out with it yeah but like it actually reminds me of something that uh, i learned pretty recently about like structuring portfolios like and, and I'm pretty sure you guys know this, probably know this as well. But like, um, just trying to keep your portfolios like as small as possible, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like 
maybe having like anywhere from like three, four strong pieces, or in my case, it's sequences, or in you guys' case, it's pages of just uh, whatever, whatever you want to do. Yeah, make it short, sweet, and to the point. Yeah. And also, like, on a psychological level, uh, most people don't uh, don't retain a lot of, uh, of what they've seen. Like, like, if someone's, let's say, for example, if someone's interviewing for a job, um, people are more inclined to remember the first few things that they see and then the last few things that they see. Yeah. Um, and everything in the middle just sort of becomes a little bit blurred. So, so yeah, keeping it short, keep, keeping your portfolio short is definitely a great idea because then it's less for them to have to uh, remember back to. Yeah. And, like, also, like, building off what you just said, it's, like, and also remembering to, like, start strong with maybe your strong, one of your strongest pieces and then mm-hmm. ending with another really strong piece. Yeah. Um, and, like, it, it was just something that, like, came became really relevant to me from like a I, I guess like a my scrubby experience at the, not the scad like recent career fair but the one like a year ago when I pretty much showed up with a portfolio that was all over the place that didn't showcase like a, a comic or illustrator just showed like um, just a bunch of like assignments like of recent assignments in an inking class along with maybe one storyboard and uh, one layout I did for a senior film, but no focus whatsoever. Yeah, that, that definitely would put a, uh, put a little bit of a damper on the day, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what all uh, different companies did you try talking with? Um, I haven't talked to companies specifically, but I've been... Mainly at this point, just reaching, reaching out to storyboard artists, giving them a, telling them to give me like a, not even, not even a quick review. That's just straight up like, what do I need to improve on? Like, what do I need to do? So I'm either talking to like uh, somebody from Disney or someone from DreamWorks and anybody else who'd reply. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Literally anyone uh, else. Did you? Uh... Did you ever know a guy named uh, James Little who uh, went to SCAD? He was in the sequential art department. Hmm, I've never heard that name, actually. Yeah, uh, he was a guy I met my fre- uh, not my freshman, uh, like my uh, ju- uh, sophomore, junior year-ish. Um, he was a senior whenever I first got there, and um, he actually helped me out uh, learning how to really work in Photoshop with comics because I had never used the program beforehand. But he's actually working for Disney now, uh, and I believe it's doing storyboards. So so if you can find a a connection of a connection uh, on Facebook or somewhere like that, maybe think about shooting him a message. And um, uh, uh, Cameron Butler. uh, Oh, now that's the name I recognize. Yeah, yeah. She's working for Disney now. She's actually working on DuckTales as we speak. Um, yeah. <laughs> so she might be another person you could look into. Um, yeah. Start from start from SCAD people, you know, and then work your way out from there. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a, another thing that that a lot of uh, that's also being pretty much uh, 
hammered into our heads at SCAD is networking. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think even just like by attending SCAD and, you know, meeting all those people, you know, going to those little events and workshops and just like saying, hey, you know, like I do this stuff. Can you check out my portfolio or uh, that one time actually, Anton, when we um, had like a one on one conversation with Paula Rivera oh, for like an yeah. hour. <laughs> That was I intense. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, that's so lucky. <laughs> we uh, oh, it, it's funny because I still have the notes. It's actually uh, I brought it out before the um, we started recording this. I still have the notes I made from his talk, and then I have your questions that you wrote down in my. Uh, oh my uh, god! And oh, please share. Please share. It's, <laughs> there, there's just a couple things. Like it was mainly like because I asked him, "What's your schedule like?" Because you know he's he's such. You know, he's like a Marvel superstar, you know. Um, and he said, uh, ideally, you know, you'd pencil and ink like a page a day. Or not pencil and ink, but like pencil something one day and then you pass off to your ink or whatever. But, he, I, but then he kind of like looked at us and was like, but this is how I do it. And he kind of just like <laughs> let us know that that's not like the rule you have to follow. It's sort of like the rule they want you to. And he says, pencil and inks, he generally does about three a week. Um, and I don't know what size six means. Uh, and then he, one of the things I think I asked him, uh, was like, um, like if he, if he could have more time, you know, to do something, what would it be? And he said, like, always give yourself more time to prep, you know, and planning your stuff out rather than just like, I'm going to jump in and do it. And then you ruin like three pieces of bristle board because, you know, <laughs> you got all these wrong shots and wrong angles and whatnot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which he does all the time and dean i know you uh like looking at his like wacky reference wednesday stuff um, oh i love it which is such a good resource like i'm realizing like i have all these shots now on my computer of me doing these goofy poses because i'm trying to like get a good reference and there's none <laughs> yeah. of it online um and then the last little thing it was kind of a finance thing he was like hey like i know you want to work for marvel marvel or dc but you're gonna make a lot of money by selling your original art you know, on top of that. So, you know, you get your, your pay from the issue and then don't be afraid to like sell it because that will go sometimes double um, for the price that, you know, Marvel or DC or whatever the other companies paid you. That's a good point. I never thought yeah. about that. But yeah, you could go to any convention and like people would pay out of the nose for original artwork of stuff that has been printed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it makes a lot of sense. Um, um, uh, have you any of you like uh, read the Graphic Artists Guild or heard of that book? Graphic Artists Guild. No, wow, that sounds really familiar. Yeah, it's like um, it's like uh, this. Like I, it was mandatory for me to take to buy it for like both my senior project and my self-publishing class, like my last quarter. But like, <laughs> it's like it's funny because like at the there's a section that says for illustrators, specifically for comics, it's like one page is work. Well, at the base, say you're like a new, it's like like the maximum is like about a hundred a page. Mm-hmm. So it's like um, if you sell like the original to somebody else, like you said, like I say, like a convention or like um, like maybe through eBay or something, it's like it could definitely go more because say like a hundred times, maybe like a, 24 it's like and it's like um a lot of elbow grease for not quite as good of a payoff 
Well, yeah. It's, not quite good, but yeah. Well, it, it's just that, that sort of um, thing where obviously the company is going to pay you, you know, not they're, – they're, they're trying to, you know, make money, and so they're not going to be paying you very generously um, yeah. unless if they want to keep you around for a while. Uh, and even then, you know, they're, they're in it to make money. But on the flip side, you can also make, you know, your fair share by selling off, like, you know, a really killer splash page or, like, um, a cover, which would be, like, I'm just thinking if someone like Dodson or um, <laughs> uh, Otley or someone like that, like, sold off one of their covers, like, a penciled or even an ink version of it, like, holy crap, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Yeah, it's always a hustle, <laughs> I can tell. Mm-hmm. Like, even on Instagram, like, I'll see, like, artists saying, like, um, like not even just professional. Well, I, I guess they're all professional artists. But, like, even if you're not working for, say, like, Marvel or Disney or DC, it's like, I'll see, like, an artist saying, like, um, I'm selling the original. Please DM me for the for details. Mm-hmm. And then, like, next time I see that post, it's, like, sold. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> And see, I bet you could do that with storyboards as well. Like, after the project is over, I bet you could keep a ton of the storyboards that you've done. And if it and if it ends up being something that is, like, even semi-successful in its showing, um, people will want uh, stuff from that, uh, from that movie or animation or whatever. And I bet you could probably probably get a little extra money off of your storyboards afterwards yeah especially like um with like uh like a scad <laughs> like mm-hmm. um y'all remember in the gin library how they had like that whole don bluth archive oh with god all, i love that like with all those production materials like i'm just like thinking like i'm in heaven you know <laughs> the stuff i've been needing i'm sure like like uh scad gave don bluth a pretty good penny <laughs> that Uh yeah most definitely so anton you mentioned uh your portfolio do you have it online anywhere that people can see or is it just all still physical copies actually yeah i've got like a website uh, it's literally called antoncbu.com okay and how do you spell that exactly it's uh, a a-n-t-o-n-t-s-i-b-u and dot com Awesome. And do you have like any other sort of social media presence that you that you have? Um, uh, Instagram with uh, Anton draws. Yeah, that's very original. <laughs> yeah. No, I follow it. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Facebook and LinkedIn. I'm pretty sure you, you can find find me. Like, I don't think there's any other Anton Cebu on the internet. Yeah, I was about to say Cebu is a very, a very original name, and then uh, combined with Anton, a very, a very Americanized name. I bet, I bet you are probably one of the few. <laughs> <laughs> it's very unique. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Nathaniel, can you uh, think of anything else? I think uh, I interrogate Anton enough. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm just checking over your website. It's pretty, it's pretty simple. It's pretty killer. I like it. Thanks. Yeah, but I hope to like pretty much Oops. update it by the end of the month. Nice. Put some stuff. I think everything's pretty much good on, on my end. Um, Anton, it's always good to hear back from you. 
haven't heard from you or, or seen your beautiful face in forever, so it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was cool for me to, to learn more about you, man. I know we didn't hang out much in college, but I mean, it's it's still great to, to hear from you, to hear that you're doing well and everything, and I and it's great to know that you're actually pretty nearby. Uh, thanks. I got I to miss you guys, too. Oh, yeah. Real quick, uh, do you know, do you remember uh, Natty Perez from college? Actually, I believe so. Like, she was in my drawing for sequential class. Yeah, she's uh, she's working up there and living up there now, so uh, you may you may need to look her up sometime. Oh, in Nashville? Yeah, yeah, she's living and working up there. I think, uh, I think it's, she's, she's either living with her brother or she's got her own place now. Hmm, cool. Yeah, you guys are lucky. Y'all are in the south, and I'm all the way over here in the northwest. Uh, <laughs> oh, actually, Anton, speaking of, um, if you're willing to go over to West Coast, Best Coast, there is uh, an animation firm I did get in contact with um, because they had a small comic branding division, and mm. uh, they reviewed my stuff, um, which was nice, even though I was looking for a job at the time. <laughs> um, it's called uh, Atomic Comics, and I'll have to... Oh, oh it's Atomic Cartoons, right? Uh, yeah, uh, Atomic Cartoons. Um, yeah. and uh, they would also be really good to get in contact with and I know the other there's another group and they're over in Portland Periscope I think Periscope? Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't think I've, I've heard about them. them yeah they they got someone from SCAD a few years back I think they got another intern uh, that SCAD people knew or went to SCAD or something like that so I mean like uh, and it's Portland so I mean there's definitely going to be a lot of uh, a lot of art a lot of wackiness. It's going to be crazy. No, Anton, don't listen to him. Stay on the <laughs> East Coast. <laughs> well, the, well, by the end of the year, that probably won't be the case since uh, I am enrolled into grad school. Oh, nice. So, hey, congratulations. So depending on, uh, thanks, depending on what, whatever my job situation becomes, uh, I'll be in San Francisco. Like, oh. But in Academy of Art. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. What what's gonna be your program of study? Oh, visual development. Nice. That's super awesome. Yeah. Anton, come home to me. (laughs) 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 That actually reminds me, um like I only like pretty much actually that's pretty much describes like my hermit lifestyle, just like seeing everything through Facebook. Oh, no. Like, uh, like uh, I pretty much just, like, only, like, see glimmers and bits and pieces of, like, what you guys kind of pretty much do now. Um, like, even Nathaniel Ty is saying you're a teacher now. And, like, I keep on seeing, I believe you work at a museum, Dean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a kid's museum. It's, like, a kid's arts and science museum. It's a whole okay. lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Like, like that's like even things like that are, like, are fulfilling. Well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, seeing our lives gives you a little bit of fulfillment. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that. <laughs> like, um, like a, like I was just looking for like I, I think there was a point where I was like looking to server jobs and then like, like work, like it's just like the things that I've done, in the past past like, uh, it, like. Um, I'm doing saying a lot of likes as opposed to finishing the sentence. <laughs> <Goodbye>. <laughs> it's okay. 
I think uh, I think one thing to to really think about also uh, is that like even if you can you can't like use your talents to your fullest like what you want to you know like we all want to probably draw Spider Man you know when we got <laughs> out of of uh, SCAD but I think using it where we can like at the moment as you know we keep like trudging along and keep doing the hustle and keep getting at that grind is just as important because yeah that motivation for that you get from like others like oh you know like they're working for disney or this person's you know has like their own studio that's awesome but it's also sort of like hey you're not awful because you got into scad right so uh <laughs> you know like we can we can keep we can keep going yeah, yeah. that's exactly right completely off topic but uh one thing that i was thinking of are you guys gonna watch uh samurai jack come back tonight Oh, you know it. Like ten PM comes by, and I'm I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. I don't have cable. I am pumped. Yeah, I I've been ready since two thousand four. <laughs> well, Anton, it was great to have you on, uh, and it's great to catch up with you and hear what you're doing, man. It was great to be on the podcast. Uh, Anton, you you stay you stay awesome in Nashville. <laughs> I'll try.